0: Joshua chapter one. I am re-preaching a sermon today. In fact, I was telling Sherry this morning. I first time I ever preached this sermon was at Hannah, Hannah's graduation, Desiree's graduation. Kevin, you weren't in that class, were you in that class? All right, cool. Making sure I had the right people here. Um, And I've preached it two or three times since. In fact, I preached a sermon here at Keystone the first Sunday of 2019. Now, y'all couldn't tell me what I preached two weeks ago, much less January of 2019. So don't even even judge me, okay? Um, We spent this week in uh, Michigan, and we were with Sarah's family. And we want to thank you for um, praying for us as we were away. We did hit some of that weather up there. Also, Sarah's mother, continued to pray for her, but really had a good week this week. And we were able to be there. So I did not, I purposefully chose to preach a sermon that I've preached before. But I simply entitled it Good Success. I think everybody, as you move into a new year or you move into any new phase, if you get a new job, you're like, I want to be successful in this new endeavor, right? And every time there's a new year, every time January 1st rolls around again, it's another opportunity to say, hey, I want to be Successful, and I believe that's a good thing. I think that's a biblical thing. I don't think any of us should desire anything less than to be successful. Now, unfortunately, what's happened in our culture and what we've let happen around us is we have let unbiblical people define what success is, right? So, we want to have good success moving into the new year if we let culture define. What success is? It's going to be uh, how many people can you push down to prop yourself up? Uh, how can you climb that corporate ladder? How can you uh, how can you get that raise and push that other person down uh, in, in the process? Good success is uh, fight tooth and nail, lie, cheat and steal, and get everything you possibly can for yourself. And I think we all know that's an unbiblical viewpoint of success. And so I today want to bring you a, a text from Joshua chapter 1, one of my favorite texts. In fact, I believe last January I preached from this text on a different topic and that will hit a little bit today. But I believe this is the best passage that we can go to moving into a new year. Joshua chapter 1, if you have your Bibles, great if you don't open up an app. If not, it will be on the screen behind me. Joshua chapter 1, after the death of Moses... The servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness Uh, And this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you, the Lord says to Joshua. Be strong, verse 6, and of good courage, for to this people... You shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. That you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have the title, Good Success. In case you forgot, haven't I commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know the story, don't you? This is the story of Joshua. This was the assistant to Moses. Moses The the one who was called of God to lead the children of Israel out of slavery in Egypt. We did an entire series on the life of Moses. And we spoke about how he spent 40 years uh, in the the, uh, palace of Pharaoh. He spent 40 years on the backside of the desert preparing. And he spent 40 years leading the children of Israel through the wilderness. His life was broken up into 40 year increments. And we know because of his failure to follow the commands of the Lord properly... He struck the rock and didn't speak to it. We know that Moses was unable to enter the promised land. He was able to view it. The Lord took him up to the mount for him to look over. But he was unable to lead the people in. This man Joshua was not given a couple of hundred people to lead. He was not given just a new position at work. He was given God's people in the millions To lead into the promised land. And he knew that God had promised many things to Moses. He knew that Moses was a strong leader. He had seen Moses lead the people through famine, through failure. He had seen Moses lead the people as God led him. But now it was on Joshua. And how was he to find good success? Heavenly Father, speak through your word this morning. May we, as we jump into this new year, find success, good success, biblical success, success not of this world, but success based upon your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. How can I have good success? How can you have good success in 2020? 23. I want to propose to you this text this morning tells us specifically how and why we will be successful or can be successful in 2023. I want us to see, first of all, the promise of God's presence. The promise of God's presence. The first five verses, I'm not going to read uh, the first uh, three. I'm gonna read beginning of verse four from the wilderness. And this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. It was, a, it was a big, vast land. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you, God says. As I was with Moses, so I will be with with you in this incredible promise, I will not leave you nor forsake you. God, if your presence is not with me, I will not move. I will not go. But God, if your presence is with me, If you are filling me, if you are leading me, if your spirit is guiding me, then there is no place that I wouldn't go. Let me repeat that. God, if your presence is not with me, I will not move. But if your presence is with me, there is no place that I will not go. His presence. He repeats this promise in the book of Hebrews in chapter number 13. He repeats the promise. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, and it's referring back to this text in the Old Testament, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Can I be honest with you? Because God is a spirit and we must worship him right in spirit. And in truth, but in spirit. Do you ever feel like He's not there. you ever feel like you pray and you're like, literally, it hit the ceiling? Do you ever feel like, God, I've been pouring my heart out about this and it's like you're not listening? May I say this morning that when we don't feel the presence of God... We must trust the facts of Scripture, that He has promised to never, to never leave us and to never forsake us. And this morning, I don't know what 2023 has in store for you personally. I do know this, that there is nowhere that 2023 can take you that the Lord will not be there with you. Listen to me this morning. There is nowhere 2023 can take you that the Lord will not be there with you. You cannot run too far for his arm to not reach. It's impossible this morning. Take comfort, Keystone Church and and friends this morning, in knowing that we have the presence of Almighty God in us, his spirit. God in spirit form is in us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. You should say, Josh, what, do you believe that once you have uh, Christ as your Savior that you can ever lose your salvation? You know what you know, I say, I say no. And you want to know one of the reasons why I say no? Because his presence is in us and he will never leave us nor forsake us. That's why one of the reasons why I believe that doctrinal truth this morning There's comfort in that. There's comfort in knowing that the God of the universe dwells in me. That the circumstances of life can get as bad as they possibly can. That things can happen that can crumble my world in a physical form. But I know that my God is with me. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. This morning, as you and I move into 2023... We have the promise of God's presence. If you are a follower and believer in Jesus this morning, His presence dwells within you and you can't change it. He is with you forever. The promise of God's presence I can be successful because God is with me. Secondly, the challenge to be courageous. How can we have good success in 2023? Look at verses six and seven. Be strong. And of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Reminder, verse 7: only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you, that you may prosper wherever you go. In case you forgot, verse 9: Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid. Nor be dismayed. Even though we know that God will never leave us. And he will never forsake us. Even though I believe intellectually. If I said do you believe God will always be with you. I believe every single one of us in here would be like. I, I believe that. Intellectually I believe that. I think we could all raise our hands this morning. In agreement to that. We still struggle to, to live in such a way that demonstrates that we really believe that God is with us. Does that make sense? It's like, I know God is with me. The God of the universe dwells in me. But I struggle to live in such a way that demonstrates to the Ignacios that I have God living inside of me and I have nothing to fear. I struggle living, knowing that Sarah can see me living in a way that I truly believe that God lives inside of me. I believe there's a disconnect there, an intellectual disconnect from what we know to be true into how we practically live it out. We seem to struggle to act upon what we know to be true. The Lord encourages and challenges Joshua, hey listen, I'm going to be with you. I will forever be with you. Now, be strong. Be courageous. That was last year's theme. Kind of subtle. I don't do crazy themes. That was last year's thing. Be strong. Be courageous. I don't know about you, but sometimes I need like a Holy Spirit kick in the butt. You ever need those? I need like a Holy Spirit kicking the butt that's like, hey, man, hop to it. Hey, man, make that phone call. Hey, man, read that scripture. Hey, man. Reach out to that person. Hey, man, stop being an idiot and stop yelling at your kids. Hey, man, be a better, kinder husband. You ever need that, like, Holy Spirit kicking the butt? I'm sorry there's kids in here. Holy Spirit kicking the bottom? My mother-in-law will be proud. Listen this morning. I need... The faith, not to just believe that God is with me. I need the faith to say, because I believe God is with me, I now have the courage to step out. I now have the courage to step out in the faith. It takes courage to obey God. It takes courage to take Him at His word. It takes courage this morning to step into the unknown, into the un... Y'all didn't even help me, man. Come on. Um, but uh, it, takes, it takes courage this morning. It takes courage to make changes in your life. It takes courage as an adult, as a married adult with kids to say, hey, there's some things in my life I need to do differently. Family, help me stay accountable. I told Sarah, I've got one. I have a January goal. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't want y'all getting in my business. All right? I told Sarah, <laughs> one, of my, one of my January goals this morning. It takes courage. And if I can speak just a little bit, if you're here as a guest today, I'm so glad you're here. This past year for our church family, I got to be honest, it was kind of a, it was a different year. This year proved to be a year of great sorrow and loss for many people, individuals and families in our church. You say, Josh, how do you know? Well, sending flowers and making phone calls and taking phone calls and. We did more of that this year, by far, than we've ever done in the previous four years of our church. The valleys this year seem to outweigh the mountains for a lot of people, to be honest. And when the valleys are more prevalent than the mountains in our lives, we can find ourselves giving up, no hope, losing our focus, focusing on our problems instead of Focusing on the one who can lead us through our problems. Well, I I like it when he leads us around them. You know? Y'all can pray for God to lead you through all the problems you want to. I'm like, God, lead me around that one. Don't want to go through it. This morning I want to, as I as I as from a heart of love from your from your lead pastor this morning, if you were one of those families who experienced that loss, and and maybe this this Christmas was your first Christmas without filling the blank. Or this Christmas was your first Christmas with this major shift in your, in your dynamic. I want to call you this morning to process your grief of 2022. That looks like tears sometimes, anger sometimes, laughter. The day I realized that part of grieving is laughter, that was a really cool day. Because I laugh a lot, sometimes inappropriately. When I shouldn't laugh probably, but it's the Lord helping me grieve. Sometimes grief is going to lunch with somebody and spilling your guts to them. Sometimes grief is being silent and not saying a word. But I want us to process our grief, but I want us to realize that through Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we can have the courage to stand up again. That we can have the courage to face another day. That we can have the courage, strong and courageous, to step into 2023. And you know what? I wish I could tell you that, listen, if I was certain uh, you know, globally well-known pastors, I'd get up here and say, 2023 is going to be the best year that you've ever had. 2023 was terrible. Uh, 2022 was terrible. 2023 is going, going to be the best year of your life. And I'd be lying to you because I can't tell you that. What I can tell you is no matter what happens in 2023, through Christ you can be courageous. You can be strong. And you can face what comes your way through the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. This morning as we look at good success, we know that we have the presence of God with us. He promised us his presence. Secondly, we know that he has challenged us because of that truth to be courageous. To be courageous this morning. You can get up. You can face another day, not in your own power, but in the power of God. Thirdly and lastly this morning, I want us to see this. Good success for Joshua and good success for you. Looks like, thirdly, wisdom from God's word. Wisdom from God's word. Look at verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written, there, uh, written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have the title of the sermon. Good success. Good success. Obviously in context here all they had was some of the early writings of the law. This is early on in human civilization, to be honest with you. But they were to take what they had of that law and they were to digest it. I'm not here this morning to give us like a Hebrew lesson and all of those, but by the time they were certain years old, they had certain things memorized that they had put to memory, and by other years later on in life, they had other things they had put to memory. and They literally consumed the law. I'm not here to tell you about the New Testament and how it Helps us with that. But I will say the principle is this. That God has given us a gift in his word. It's a gift. By the way, I'm thankful for technology. I believe 20 years ago it would have been uh, appropriate to say that there are many, 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 many different languages that do not have a copy of this word. I believe we're probably knocking that down at a faster rate than ever. In fact, Chris and Aaron McCurdy are not here today. But Chris and Aaron McCurdy help distribute Bibles in uh, the continent of Africa uh, to dialects that do not currently have Scripture. They get them translated and printed. Really awesome ministry that we're able to be a part of. But I will say this, globally, more than ever, we have access to this gift, God's word. If it is, if there's one regret that I have growing up in church, as a pastor's kid, learning Christianese as my as my second language. If there's one regret, it's that for myself, I did not spend the time in God's word that I wish I would have. Not to know the facts. Listen, your kids can be the kids that know like what Moses' second cousin was. What Moses' second cousin's name was. Cool, man. Great. I'll give you a piece of candy. Not for that. I want, I wish that I knew this Bible better so that I knew the author of this Bible better. So that I knew the spirit that was trying to lead me into all truth through this Bible Better. If I have one regret, it was that I did not spend the time in God's word that I wish I had of. And here's the thing about spending time in God's word. You may say, I just don't have an appetite for it. Well, if you haven't been in it, you're not going to have an appetite for it. That isn't the way it works. You can't say, I have never eaten squid, so I just don't have an appetite for it. No fool, you got an appetite for Chick-fil-A. You want to know why? Because you eat there six times a week. And it's only six because they're closed on Sunday. We have an appetite for what we consume. So don't tell me you don't have an appetite for God's word if you don't consume it. This book of the law... Should not depart out of your mouth. That means that it shouldn't just become things that you intake, but it should then turn into something that you can project. And I'm not saying every single one of you need to get up here and preach, Lord, help me. But I can tell you this that when God's word gets in your heart and it becomes a part of who you are, when that co worker says, Hey, I'm struggling as a parent. You could say, man, I was just reading. Can I share something with you that just really encouraged me as a parent? And you share a verse of scripture with them? You don't even have to say this is a verse of scripture. Just share it with them. Oh, man, you guys are struggling in your relationship? Man, let me, let me just share this, this verse of encouragement with you. The largest chapter. In the largest book of the Bible, Psalm 119. We did a connect group study in Psalm 119. Looking back on it, I bet the leaders thought we were going to be in that thing for like four years. We were not, it was like six weeks. Your word, Psalm 119, 105, it may be the most popular verse in that, in that chapter. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light. To my path. God's word. Why is it important? Listen to me. If you miss everything else today, listen to me. Why is it important that this book of the law not depart? Why is it important that this book, the Bible that we have in front of us, is a part of our daily lives? Here's why. Because his word is a lamp to our feet. Think of it this way. We're in darkness. We have a small lamp beside us. So what does that lamp tell you? Where your next step is. What's your next step? God, I don't, I don't know what to do about that. Okay, cool. But God, I don't know what to do eight years down the road. No, 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 no. I'm a lamp to your feet. Don't fall in that hole. You're good. Don't take one more step to the right, Josh, or you will fall. All right? But he's, so God's word can be that next step. But notice what else it is. It's a light to my path. It will illuminate and tell you what you need for today. And I believe this morning that we can take principles of truth from God's word, and it can illuminate where we're heading. Hey, it's a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my path. God says this, hey, if you'll be in my word, I'll tell you what your next step should be. And I'll give you a little bit of like, hey, if you keep going down this direction, here's where you're going to end up. Hey, you want kids who love and serve Jesus? Here, I'm gonna give you this next step. Make sure they stay involved in all the ministries that they can be involved in and have a lot of fun doing it. Well, God, what does that mean? Well, I'm not gonna show you all that, but I'll show you down here. You, you, you'll you have some a teenager that that, doesn't hate you. And a teenager that might okay, 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 I'll keep doing that. And then okay. God, I'll take my next step. Keep illuminating, keep illuminating, keep illuminating. It's God's word. It's God's word. Second Timothy and chapter three, obvious verse that we have all, all heard, all scriptures given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped. For every good work, it's God's word. Read it, study it, know it, love it. You won't have an appetite for it until you begin to consume it. Pastor Aaron will be introducing in the next couple of weeks another uh, kind of more deep dive. We've done a New Testament one, we've done a New Testament two. We're going to be doing some Monday nights. I encourage you. There's a small number of you that do those. And every single one of you that do them have nothing but great things to say about them. So maybe this time, maybe invite like a friend to say, hey, I think you need to try this out. Why? Because it helps us develop an appetite for God's word. Since Jeff is here, I'll use this. He knows where I'm going as an illustration. Jeff invited me away to a retreat with a bunch of pastors, which I know sounds like a lot of fun to you guys. Um, but we got, there was a pastor from, uh, from South Carolina, Pastor Dean. Shout out Pastor Dean. Um, former Clemson football player, won national title with Clemson. Big old dude. Opposite of Jeff. But anyway, he is Jeff's pastor. Uh, and he, he reached Jeff and helped Jeff uh, in ministry. But he opened up the Old Testament. And he said, my job in these next two days is to connect the dots for you. From the Old Testament into the grand story of what God was trying to bring in Scripture. I mean, I sat there for two days, and it's like, man, I heard some of this stuff when I was in when I was in college. I heard it. I didn't digest a lot of it, and I'm like, man, you know what it did? Y'all remember when we did six weeks of uh, through the Bible for your connect groups, and y'all hated me? Y'all remember those? Yeah. Now you remember? Oh yeah, when I hated you. Um, you know what that was? It was because an appetite that Dean created in Jeff, that Jeff created in me. That I want to create in you. Now we're not going to do that again. We're going to do it, structure it differently. I learned my lesson. Um, But we're going to implement it. You know why? Because we need to know why the book of Joshua matters to the rest of Scripture. We need to know why in the world this book, why, I mean, this book is really not here in the timeline. This book is really down here in the timeline. And all of these books kind of happen at the same time. Oh. Here's what was going on in the world around us during that time. Helps us understand. You know what it does? It's called an appetite. Good success. What will it look like for you? And what will it look like for me this morning? Number one, it's going to look like understanding that God's presence is with us. His spirit lives within us. There is nothing that can ever take that away. Never leave us. Never forsake us. Secondly, as a result of that, We can be courageous. We can take the next step. Okay, we can. Thirdly, you know what gives us even more comfort in taking that next step? Your word is a lamp to my feet. You see how it all works together? God, you're with me. I can take the next step. I have your word. I can see where I'm going. 2023 in a nutshell. God, you're with me. I'll take the next step if you'll show me where I'm going. That is good success. That may not be success as the world defines it. That may, honestly, that may not get you a promotion at your job this year. Okay. Listen, I'm, not, I'm for promotions at your job. But I believe this will give us success in a biblical format. And whatever 2023 has in store for you, For those of you who went through valleys in 2023, 2022, I pray that 2023 is a mountain experience for you. It takes valleys to create mountains. For those of you that 2022, you were flying high. About went into a country song. I'm going to stay out of that one. Um, You were, (laughs) yeah, I really need to stay out of that one. Everything was great. You're on the mountain. I just warn you, mountains create valleys because that's a high peak and at some point in time, the peak comes down. And it could be a rough year. But if I know God's with me and I have courage and I have his word, you can have a successful 2023 and I can have a successful 2023. I'm not gonna have our band come back up here. But if I had to just... Give it a one-liner. Back a couple years ago we did a song Jesus at the center. Man, if that I guess if I had to give you my sermon in one line, if Jesus is at the center, you're a success. You're a success. And may I say if you're here today and Jesus isn't the center, you don't have an authentic real relationship with Jesus? Can I encourage you today to make January the 1st, the first day of 2023, the day you decide to follow Christ, the day you decide to make him the center of your life? Listen, I'm not here to try to emotionally pull someone into a decision for Jesus. I just know this. Good success begins and ends with a relationship with him. And if you don't have one, today's the day. You say, how do I know? Well, he brought you here. He lets you sit under the worship that we did in music. He's let you sit under his word being taught. He's let you hear truths from God's word. He wants a relationship with you. Thanks for listening today. If you're listening for the first time, we would love to hear from you. Maybe you have a question about the gospel of Jesus. If so, we'd like you to send us an email at hello at keystone rdu.church. If you're a regular listener to our podcast and you would like to donate to the media and outreach ministries at Keystone, your gift would allow us to do more in an effective way to get the gospel out. Thank you for partnering with us in ministry in Durham and around the world.